You're listening to a Glassbox Media Podcast. We're thrilled to team up with Acoustic Sheep for a special giveaway. One lucky listener will win a pair of sleep phones wireless, the ultimate sleep headphones, plus a whole year of premium ad-free episodes from I Can't Sleep Podcast. To enter, just follow at Sleep Phones and at I Can't Sleep Podcast on Instagram. Tag your friends in the comments. Each tag counts as an entry, and there's no limit to how many times you can tag. Don't miss out on your chance to enhance your nightly routine with sleep phones and a year of serene listening with our podcast. I'll list the details in the show notes, and all the information you can find about the giveaway will be on Instagram. If you love falling asleep to the I Can't Sleep podcast, I think I know of a brand new show for you to wake up to. The Daily Book Club is a podcast where the host, Otis Gray, reads classic stories every day, one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Hear amazing tales read start to finish. Whether you want to get engaged and wrapped up in fantastic stories that have stood the test of time, or you just want to relax and listen to a great book, The Daily Book Club is there for you to get lost in however you like. Right now, Otis is reading The Enchanted April. In the 1920s, four women, unfulfilled with life, take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle in the month of April as the flowers bloom. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. A perfect book to start this season. You can find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and tune in each morning to hear what happens next. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast where I read random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. I'm your host, Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is from a Wikipedia article titled, Hawaii Dam. As more people discover the benefits of fasting, including weight loss, enhanced mental and physical performance, and improved gut health, the challenge often lies in the daunting prospect of not eating. That's where Prolon comes in a groundbreaking plant-based nutrition program that nourishes your body while tricking your cells into thinking they're fasting. Developed over decades at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute and supported by top U.S. medical centers, Prolon is designed to maintain healthy blood sugar levels, support cardiovascular health, and help reduce abdominal fat. However, Prolon is not just a diet. It's a science-driven approach rooted in Nobel Prize-winning medical research. The journey with Prolon begins with a five-day regimen of snacks, soups, and beverages, all crafted to sustain a fasting state. Choosing a nutrition program can be daunting, yet Prolon would be at the top of my list for its convenience, scientific backing, and effectiveness. It's no surprise that thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to foster healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering I Can't Sleep listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. That's P R O L O N life.com slash I can't sleep for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. And thank you to Prolon for sponsoring the podcast. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, 
experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Hawaii Dam National ID Number OR00582 is a concrete arch gravity dam on the Hawaii River in eastern Oregon near Adrian, Oregon, United States. Completed in 1932 during the Great Depression, the dam generates electricity and provides irrigation water for several irrigation districts in Oregon and neighboring Idaho. At the time of completion, it was the tallest dam of its type in the world. It was surpassed about two years later. The dam is part of the Owyhee Dam Historic District, which is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The dam impounds the river to create the Owyhee Reservoir, with storage capacity of nearly 1.2 million acre-feet of water. The more than 400-foot-tall concrete arch-gravity dam is owned by the United States Bureau of Reclamation, USBR, and operated by the Owyhee Irrigation District. Haystack Rock Road is carried over the 833-foot-long crest of the dam. History In August 1927, the U.S. Congress authorized the building of a dam in the canyon of the Owyhee River. Construction of the dam began in 1928 to provide water for irrigation projects. It was built on a foundation of massive rhyolite, massive pitchstone, and associated unmassive pitchstone agglomerate geologic formations adjacent to the Owyhee Mountains. A project of the Bureau of Reclamation, they hired General Construction Company from Seattle to build the dam. Former Oregonian and then United States President Herbert Hoover dedicated what was the highest dam of its type in the world on July 17, 1932. Secretary of the Interior Ray Lyman Wilbur delivered Hoover's message at the dam. Hawaii's construction served as a prototype for the larger Hoover Dam on the Colorado River, including the use of refrigeration to cool the concrete. The dam cost $6 million, with the total reclamation project costing $18 million. Hawaii was designed by Frank A. Banks, who also designed other dams, such as the Grand Coulee Dam on the Columbia River. In the 1980s, electricity-generating capabilities were added to the dam. From 1990 to 1993, the dam was remodeled. Since the height of the dam made a fish ladder impractical, the dam closed off the Owyhee Chinook salmon runs that used to swim as far upstream as Nevada. On September 23, 2010, 
The dam was added to the National Register of Historic Places as part of the Owyhee Dam Historic District. Operations Water stored at the reservoir is used to irrigate approximately 120,000 acres for use in farming. Four different irrigation districts utilize the water from Owyhee Reservoir. There are three hydropower generating facilities at the reservoir at a between 1985 and 1993, with 7 megawatt and 5 megawatt turbines at the dam and power sold to the Idaho Power Company. Hawaii has a unique spillway located partway up the dam that utilizes a 60-foot in diameter tunnel to send excess water to the river below during spring runoff. The United States Bureau of Reclamation owns the facility, and the Owyhee Irrigation District operates the dam. Climate The following data are from the Western Regional Climate Center, accessed in March 2018. The record high temperature was 112 degrees Fahrenheit in July 2002, and the record low was negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit in January 1962. Annual precipitation is low, averaging less than 10 inches per year, and diurnal temperature variation is very high in the summer. Dimensions Owyhee is 833 feet long at the crest, which is 30 feet wide. The base of the dam is 265 feet wide, with a height of 417 feet. The crest elevation sits at 2,675 feet above sea level and has a hydraulic height of 325 feet. Total concrete used in this arch gravity style dam was 537,500 cubic yards. The dam's spillway can allow 41,790 cubic feet per second of water flow while its tunnel capacity is 1,100 cubic feet per second. The outlet works can allow up to 2,530 cubic feet per second. If full, the reservoir would hold 1,183,300 acre-feet of water and is 53 miles long. The total drainage area of the dam and reservoir is 10,900 square miles in eastern Oregon and western Idaho. Hawaii Dam was the tallest dam in the world until the Lac de Chambon Dam was built in France in 1934 at 136.7 meters, 448 feet. Adrian, Oregon Adrian is a city in Malheur County, Oregon, United States, near the confluence of the Snake River and the Owyhee River. The population was 177 at the 2010 census. It is part of the Ontario-Oregon-Idaho Micropolitan Statistical Area. In 1913, Oregon Short Line Railroad built a branch into this part of Malheur County. There was a post office called Riverview on the east side of the Snake River. Because the railroad did not want a station of the same name on the west side, the name Adrian was suggested by Reuben McCreary, who platted the town site. The name was chosen to honor his birthplace, Adrian, Illinois. Riverview Post Office was established in 1911, but moved across the river in 1915 
and the name changed to Adrian in 1919. It was previously thought that the city was named for James Adrian, a sheep rancher, but he did not arrive in the area until 1916. Adrian is located on the southern alternate route of the Oregon Trail, a longer route that eliminated the need to cross the Snake River. Geography According to the United States Census Bureau, the city has a total area of 0.24 square miles, all of it land. Climate According to the Köppen Climate Classification System, Adrian has a semi-arid climate, abbreviated BSK, on climate maps. Demographics 2010 Census As of the census of 2010, there were 177 people, 70 households, and 45 families residing in the city. The population density was 737.5 inhabitants per square mile. There were 78 housing units at an average density of 325 per square mile. The racial makeup of the city was 89.8% white, 0.6% Native American, 1.1% 1.1% Asian, 2.8% from other races, and 5.6% from two or more races. Hispanic and Latino of any race were 27.1% of the population. There were 70 households, of which 25.7% had children under the age of 18 living with them. 55.7% were married couples living together. had a female householder with no husband present, 1.4% had a male householder with no wife present, and 35.7% were non-families. 27.1% of all households were made up of individuals, and 17.1% had someone living alone who was 65 years of age or older. The average household size was 2.53, and the average family size was 3.2. The median age in the city was 44.4 years. 22% of residents were under the age of 18. 6.2% were between the ages of 18 and 24. 24 24.2% were from 25 to 44. 24.8% were from 45 to 64. And 22.6% were 65 years of age or older. The gender makeup of the city was 49.2% male and 50.8% female. 2000 Census As of the census of 2000, there were 147 people, 59 households, and 38 families residing in the city. The population density was 597 people per square mile. There were 66 housing units at an average density of 268 per square mile. The racial makeup of the city was 85.03% white, 0.68% Native American, 10.88% from other races, and 3.4% from two or more races. Hispanic or Latino of any race were 14.97% of the population. There were 59 households, out of which 25.4% had children under the age of 18 living with them. 52.5% were married couples living together. 11.9% had a female householder with no husband present. And 33.9% were non-families. 
30.5% of all households were made up of individuals, and 13.6% had someone living alone who was 65 years of age or older. The average household size was 2.49, and the average family size was 3.21. In the city, the population was spread out, with 25.9% under the age of 18, 9.5% from 18 to 24, 22.4% from 25 to 44, 21.8% from 45 to 64, and 20.4% who were 65 years of age or older. The median age was 38 years. For every 100 females, there were 72.9 males. For every 100 females age 18 and over, there were 84.7 males. The median income for a household in the city was $30,000, and the median income for a family was $38,438. Males had a median income of $31,250 versus $26,667 for females. The per capita income for the city was $10,740. There were 17.8% of families and 8% of the population living below the poverty line, including 3.1% of under 18 and 22.5% of those over 64. Education It is a part of the Adrian School District, Adrian Elementary and Middle School, Adrian High School. Transportation Several highways originate, terminate, or pass through Adrian. Idaho Route 18, Oregon Route 201, Oregon Route 452, Oregon Route 453, and Oregon Route 454. Owyhee River The Owyhee River is a tributary of the Snake River, located in northern Nevada, southwestern Idaho, and southeastern Oregon in the United States. It is 280 miles long. The river's drainage basin is 11,049 square miles in area, one of the largest sub-basins of the Columbia Basin. The mean annual discharge is 995 cubic feet per second, with a maximum of 50,000 cubic feet per second recorded in 1993 and a minimum of 42 cubic feet per second in 1954. The Owyhee drains a remote area of the arid plateau region immediately north of the Great Basin, rising in northeastern Nevada and flowing generally northward near the Oregon-Idaho border to the Snake River. Its watershed is very sparsely populated. The Owyhee River and its tributaries flow through the Owyhee Plateau, cutting deep canyons often with vertical walls and in some places over 1,000 feet deep. History of the name The watershed of the river was part of the region inhabited by the Shoshone and Bannock Native Americans. The name of the river is from the older spelling of Hawaii. It was named for three Hawaiian trappers in the employ of the Northwest Company who were sent to explore the uncharted river. They failed to return to the rendezvous near the Boise River and were never seen again. Due to this, The river and its region were named Owyhee. About one-third of the men with Donald Mackenzie's Snake Country expeditions of 1819 to 1820 were Hawaiians, 
commonly called Kanakas or Sandwich Islanders in those days, with Owyhee being a standard period spelling of the proper Hawaiian language name for the islands, Hawaii, which then was otherwise unused in English. The three Kanakas were detached to trap on the river in 1819 and were probably killed by Native Americans that year. It was not until the spring or early summer of 1820 that Mackenzie learned the news of their deaths, probably at the hands of men belonging to a band of Bannocks led by a chief named the Horse. Native Americans led other trappers to the site, but only one skeleton was located. The earliest surviving record of the name is found on a map dating to 1825, drawn by William Kitson, who was previously with Mackenzie in 1819-1820, and then with Peter Skeen Ogden in 1825, in which he notes Owyhee River, his spelling. Journal entries in 1826 by Peter Skeen Ogden, a fur trapper who led subsequent snake country expeditions for the Hudson's Bay Company, refer to the river primarily as the Sandwich Island River, but also as S.I. River, River Owyhee, and Owyhee River. History Mining The discovery of gold and silver in the region in 1863 resulted in a temporary influx of miners and the establishment of mining camps, most of which have long since disappeared. The initial discovery was along Jordan Creek, and mining activity rapidly spread through the Owyhee watershed. This activity involved not only placer operations, but also underground mines and mills, resulting in a prolonged history of mining in the region. This invasion of Native American territory set off the 1864-68 Snake War, Death of Sacagawea's Son In 1866, the son of Sacagawea, Jean-Baptiste Charbonneau, died near Jordan Valley after catching a chill upon crossing the Owyhean route from California to new gold strikes in Montana. One of the gold strikes near Bannock, Montana, was just a few miles from where he had traveled as a toddler with his mother in the company of William Clark. After almost a century of neglect, his grave is now well marked off Highway 95 near Danner. Course The source of the Owyhee River is in northwestern Nevada in northern Elko County, approximately 50 miles north of the city of Elko. It flows north along the east side of the Independence Mountains of Nevada, passing through Wild Horse Reservoir and then cutting northeast past the north end of the range. The river runs through the humble Toyab National Forest and then past the communities of Mountain City and Owyhee in the Duck Valley Indian Reservation. It then enters southwestern Idaho, flowing northwest for approximately 50 miles across the southwest corner of the state through Owyhee County. It is then joined by the South Fork Owyhee River from the south, approximately 10 miles east of the Oregon border. The main tributary of the South Fork is the Little Owyhee River. The Owyhee River then enters extreme southeast Oregon in southern Malheur County, generally following north in a zigzag course west of the Idaho border. It merges with the West Little Owyhee River from the south, then receives the Middle Fork Owyhee River and North Fork Owyhee River from the east at a location known as Three Forks.
It then passes through the Owyhee Canyon between Big Grassy Mountain and White House Butte, then turns north, flowing east of Burns Junction, and then west of Mahogany Mountain. In this area, the Owyhee River receives the tributaries of Jordan Creek, Rattlesnake Creek, and Crooked Creek. The Owyhee River enters the Snake River from the west on the Oregon-Idaho border, approximately five miles south of Nyssa, Oregon, and two miles south of the mouth of the Boise River. The final stretch of the river, below Owyhee Dam, emerges from the Owyhee Plateau and enters the Snake River Plain. River Modifications In northern Malheur County, approximately 20 miles upstream from its mouth in the Snake, the Owyhee River is impounded by the Owyhee Dam, creating the serpentine Lake Owyhee, approximately 52 miles long. The dam was constructed by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation primarily to provide irrigation for the agricultural region in southeast Oregon and southwest Idaho. Onions and hops are the staple crops in this region. Lake Owyhee State Park and scenic Leslie Gulch are along the eastern shore of the reservoir. Owyhee Dam was built in 1933 and eliminated anadromous fish such as salmon from the Owyhee River Basin. Protected Areas In 1984, the United States Congress designated 120 miles of the river as Owyhee Wild and Scenic River under the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act of 1968. In 1984, the United States Congress designated 120 miles of the river as Owyhee Wild and Scenic River under the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act of 1968 to preserve the river in its free-flowing condition. Part of the designation includes the section of the river downstream from the Owyhee Dam where the river flows through a remote section of deeply incised canyons, surrounded by high canyon rims that are habitat for mountain lion, bobcat, mule deer, California bighorn sheep, and a large variety of raptors. The Omnibus Public Land Management Act of 2009 designated 323,274 acres on and around the Owyhee River in Idaho as wilderness. The bill was signed into law by President Barack Obama on March 30, 2009. The new wilderness areas are North Fork, Owyhee Wilderness, 43,413 acres, Owyhee River Wilderness, 267,328 acres. Pole Creek Wilderness, 12,533 acres. After negotiations involving Oregon Senators Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley, the Owyhee Act was introduced in November 2019. It would preserve 1 million acres of Owyhee Canyonlands as wilderness, while calling for improvements to loop roads to bring in visitors. It also designated 14.7 miles of the river for protection under the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act. It was supported by both ranchers and conservationists, as well as the Northwest Sport Fishing Association. Tributaries Jordan Creek is a 99-mile tributary. It flows generally west from near Silver City, Idaho, in the Owyhee Mountains, to near Rome in the Oregon High Desert. 
The West Little Owyhee River has a source at an elevation of 6,508 feet near the Nevada-Oregon border by the community of McDermott, Nevada. Approximately 57 miles in length, the river flows east by Deer Flat and into Louise Canyon. Near a prominent feature known as Twin Buttes, it turns sharply north as it cuts through the Owyhee Desert, making its way to the Owyhee River. The Lake Fork West Owyhee River is a short tributary of the West Little Owyhee River that begins near Cat, Bend, and Pedroli Springs near the eastern boundary of the Fort McDermott Indian Reservation in southern Malheur County. It flows generally northeast to meet the larger river in Lewis Canyon. The Lake Fork has no named tributaries. The Little Owyhee River is a 61-mile-long tributary of the South Fork Owyhee River, beginning at an elevation of 6,739 feet east of the Santa Rosa Range in eastern Humboldt County, Nevada. It flows generally east into Elko County, Nevada, and the Owyhee Desert. Blue Creek is a 53-mile-long tributary that begins at an elevation of 6,097 feet in central Owyhee County. It flows generally south through the Owyhee Desert and near the community of Riddle, where it is roughly paralleled by Idaho State Highway 51. It then flows into the Duck Valley Indian Reservation to its mouth near the Idaho-Nevada border, northwest of Owyhee, Nevada, at an elevation of 5,289 feet. Jordan Creek Jordan Creek is a 99-mile tributary of the Owyhee River in the northwestern United States. It generally flows west from near Silver City, Idaho in the Owyhee Mountains to near Rome in the Oregon High Desert. Major tributaries are Big Boulder, Soda, Luce, Spring, Rock, Meadow, Combination, and Louisa Creeks in Idaho and Cow Creek in Oregon. The creek is named for Michael M. Jordan, who led a party that discovered gold along the creek in 1863. Watershed Jordan Creek's watershed of 1,305 square miles is almost evenly divided between the two states, 46% in Idaho and 54% in Oregon. Although upper parts of the basin in the Silver City mountain range supported mining camps and towns in the late 19th century through the early 20th century, they were generally abandoned when the gold and silver played out. Much of the population in the 21st century lives on small homesteads, ranches, and farms scattered throughout the watershed. Jordan Valley, Oregon is the basin's only population center that has permanent year-round residents while Silver City has mostly part-time or weekend residents. Land use in the watershed is divided among irrigated agriculture, rangeland, forests, mining, and riparian zones. The primary uses are cow-calf grazing in the uplands and hay production in the irrigated lowlands. Average precipitation varies from about 21 inches a year in the mountains of Idaho to about 11 inches in the plateaus of eastern Oregon. To control water flow for irrigation, most of the watershed's hydrology has been modified to some degree by large reservoirs in Oregon and in-stream diversions in Idaho.
discharge. Based on 28 years of record-keeping from 1946 to 1971 and from 2003 to 2004, the average discharge of the Jordan Creek measured about 4 miles upstream of the Oregon-Idaho border is 183 cubic feet per second. The lowest recorded discharge was 1.2 cubic feet per second in September 1962, and the highest was 7,530 cubic feet per second on December 31, 1965. This flow came from slightly less than 46% of the total watershed.